What's up, Lamb Fam? Welcome back to the Life After Miscarriage podcast, where we unapologetically chat the ins and outs of what life is actually like after miscarriage. I'm your host, Shelly Metling, and with four angel babies myself and one rainbow baby here on earth, I have created a platform for you guys to share your stories. So sit back, relax, get ready to relate, laugh, and cry as we get real on what life is actually like after miscarriage in the 21st century. Hello, everyone. We have Jen McCauley on today's episode. I am so excited to get to know a little bit more about her. Her and I chat on Instagram from time to time as well. So I do know a little bit, but I am excited to just kind of hear her share her story. Jen, I'm going to toss it at you. Start wherever you'd like. Okay. So my husband and I met in 2015 of the summer, and we were um, pretty dis like a distant relationship. He was living like two hours away from me, but we made it work. And we were a Tinder success story and got engaged in 2018. And then married a year and a day later in 2019. And actually on this past week, we celebrated our first wedding anniversary. So that was exciting. Ah, congrats. <laughs> Thank you. And then, so like right before we got married, we were talking about when we decided we were going to want kids and we both knew we wanted kids, but we didn't know like the exact time we were going to start. And I guess I had put on that we would start trying a year into our marriage. And my husband's like, uh, we don't have to do that. And I was like, Oh, okay. So then we decided that day that we were going to just after the wedding, see what happens is going to happen. And Little did we know that it would only take one try, and a month later, we would find out we were pregnant. So it was, I was super excited, because for some reason, I always felt like it was going to be a long time and take a long time for me to get pregnant, and I've kind of felt that my whole life, and that's why I was never super excited to have kids, but then seeing my husband with our niece and my friend's kids, I was like, nope, I'm making this man a dad. I'm going to be a mom. And I was super excited for it. So when I found out we were pregnant right away, I was like completely over the moon and just was like, okay, this is it. We're pregnant. Nothing is ever going to happen. And then my husband was excited too, but he was like, how did it only take one try (laughs) basically? And then two weeks later, we went to, for Father's Day weekend, we went and saw my side of the family and told And I was only like six weeks at the time. And we told them, and they live three hours from us. So we knew that we weren't going to see them again for a while and wanted to make sure that they knew. And this was my parents' first grandbaby. So they were, oh my gosh, my mom like danced around the room for like three minutes before even giving me a hug because she was so excited. And then um, we told them, and then that following... Thursday, I started spotting and it was super light and like, like old, you could tell it wasn't new. It was very brown and like, I wasn't cramping at all. And I had actually felt like really good. I was training for a half marathon at the time. So like, I didn't skip a beat. I was still running. I was still living my best life. And, um, but then I started spotting and called the doctor right away. They said, give it 24 hours. Maybe it's just because you were constipated. 
And I was like, okay, I mean, I guess that makes sense. But to me, it felt like it was over. Like I didn't really think that this was going to go past anymore. Like I just felt like it was over. My husband, on the other hand, was very positive and very hopeful. He's like, oh, this happens sometimes, doesn't it? It's okay. Well, then the following Friday, I was still, and it was like super light. Like I didn't have to wear like a full pad. Like I wasn't really cramping, just very light. So it was like, okay, maybe like, it was just annoying. So it was like, not a lot. Well, then Friday, they called me in for my blood draw and then said like, pretty much just relax all weekend. Don't do anything like extraneous and just let your body relax and drink a lot of water. So I did. And then Sunday morning we had to go back for the blood draw. And then they said we could call in like a couple hours later to get the results. And so got home and that happened to be my dog's first birthday. So before we called in for the results, we celebrated his birthday. So we didn't put such a damper on that day. (laughs) And then um, the nurse just said like that my numbers didn't double like they should have and that my progesterone was only like an eight and it should have been in like the teens or higher. So that was when like my husband finally connected that it was over and she said like you are miscarrying. There's nothing you did or nothing you could have done or she was super sweet. She was very like, I've never even met this nurse before. And she was just like, do you need me to tell anybody this? Do you, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm just here with my husband. And it was on speakerphone. So he heard too. And then we hung up and both just lost it again. Cause it was just like, we knew it was happening. And, but again, I hadn't really been bleeding that much. Like it was still just this old brown, lovely stuff that is now gross, but it just like, it wasn't like I was actually bleeding, bleeding. And again, the cramping, it was just like, it wasn't even as bad as like a normal period that I have. So I was like, okay, so then what's going on? So then I started to get nervous. Like, is my body just not handling this well or whatever? So They said that they didn't know exactly when everything would come out and happen. So Monday, I, and this, at this point we had told my mom and my mom had told my sisters and my dad, because I just, I didn't really want to talk to anybody. Obviously you just kind of want to curl yourself in a hole. And um, then on Monday, I just decided that I should go to work. I don't know why I should have stayed home, but didn't realize how bad the day was going to go, I guess. So went to work. Um, my boss had come in my room because I was working at a daycare at the time. And she came in my room to say like, oh, how's it go? Like, which is weird. She never really comes in my room unless like there's like a big change. And she said, oh, we're thinking about like closing your room down and joining you with another room, yada, yada, yada. And I was like, okay. And I just told her like that my doctor might be calling me to come back in today or on Monday for like an appointment. And, um, she was like, Oh, okay. I hope everything's okay. And I just lost it. She like, my bosses were super sweet and everything. So I just lost it. And she was like, and I told her what was happening and she was like, okay, well, let us know if we can do anything. We'll just keep in. She's like, do you want to be with other people? And I was like, no, I'd rather be by myself today. (laughs) 
So she kept my room open and let me just chill. And then with my kids and then halfway through the day, um, I had to go into a different room and then I started to get like, like it felt like my whole insides were about to fall out. Like it was super like, and I hadn't been in a lot of pain the whole day, but then all of a sudden it just felt like it hurt so bad. Like my cramps, my back. And I just like, I was like, I need to go to the bathroom. So I went to the bathroom and that's when it happened. And I just remember like, cause you see it happen. And then I just remember just going to the opposite side of the bathroom. Cause it was like a one toilet bathroom and just like falling to the ground and just sitting there. Like, what am I going to do now? Like what happens? And I don't really know how long I sat there for because, well, I was just a mess and you try to compose yourself enough to like, then I had to go tell my bosses like, okay, I need to leave now. Like I can't make it through the day. And they were super sweet. They were like, okay, yeah, just stay right here for a minute. We'll get your stuff. And they let me leave. And then I remember calling my husband and I don't remember if he answered or not. Cause like he, I remember texting him and he was saying that he was in a meeting. So I then called my mom and was just like bawling. And she's like, are you sure you know what happened? Like, are you sure it happened? And before this, I had like gone on one of my apps and I like showed them the pictures of what the baby looked like. And my, I think one of my sisters said it looked like a tadpole. And at the time, cause I mean, it was so small and yeah, it kind of looked like a tadpole. So we had been calling it my little tadpole for that time. And my mom was like, well, how do you know? And I was like, because it looked like a tadpole out of me. Like, that's just what it was. Like, I just, that was the only way I could explain it to show her like, yes, it just happened. And then I went home and I was obviously really upset. And then my husband finally called me back and he came home and we had already had the doctor's appointment for that afternoon because they were saying that, like, at the beginning of the day when I called, she was like, well, since you're still not bleeding that much, maybe we can, we'll come in, we'll do an ultrasound and see where, if the baby's still, like, in uterus and if we could just, like, start you on progesterone or progesterone. So I was like, okay, like, kind of hopeful, but, like, I had now been spotting for, like, four days, so <laughs> I wasn't too hopeful. And then everything happened that afternoon. So they still wanted me to come in and see, uh, but they didn't want to do the ultrasound. So I told them like what had come out and happened. And they said, okay, well, we'll just check to make sure everything's out. So I go in and my husband came with me and it was like waiting in the waiting room where there's like a bunch of pregnant women who have like their little bumps are just like sitting there waiting to get their normal checkups and whatnot. And I'm over here just like bawling my eyes out waiting to show that my child is gone. It was, it was that like, and my OB doesn't have like, it's not like a certain spot where you can go to just like, it was just a big open waiting room. So thankfully my husband was there because I was a mess. And then 
they have to do like the full exam and it's like you already feel so crappy about yourself and then they you're like in your gown and now you're just sitting on this table or now I'm bleeding more and she's just like checking it out and granted I love my OB she is you know the, that was the first time I met her was at my miscarriage so this she was a saint and super nice and she was just like very kind about everything and was just like yes this is I'm sorry for what you're going through but what you like it's your body's like you don't have anything extra in there like this is looking okay and stuff and she was like I want to see you back next week and whatnot and then so we just went home after that and um I had to go back for more blood tests like once a week until my levels were at zero which was the worst thing in the world one I hate needles so and getting my blood drawn and so now I'm getting all this poked and prodded and I don't even get the baby at the end so it was just annoying and frustrating every time I went because it was just you didn't want to do it you're just like no this is done (laughs) so then I ended up bleeding for a week a little over a week like total it was like a week and a half from start to finish and um cramping got a lot worse throughout the week and like worse and I have pretty bad periods to begin with and so it was like worse than that. And I'm only taking like Tylenol ibuprofen and it was just great time. And then I didn't really work that week. They, she, I went back to work, but they were just like, let us know what we can do. And if you can't handle the day, like my bosses were awesome. And they were just like, let us know and we'll do the best we can to like get you out of here. So I didn't really work that week and I didn't really know how. Like I was supposed to feel because you like I didn't really know anybody who has had like my mom didn't have a miscarriage and my friends had had one so I was just like how am I supposed to just like like I just lost my child how am I supposed to just go on with my day like that how do you just go on with your life like nothing happens like I was I was pregnant for over two weeks like what do you, how am I just supposed to move on and so that was it was just like there's no book for this So I literally went on my, I was home one afternoon and I went on my phone to where I listened to my podcast and I just typed in like life after miscarriage. I didn't know that that was what your podcast was called. That was just like, what am I supposed to do with my life after this? And your podcast came up and the first episode I listened to is like things not to say to someone who had a miscarriage. And it was like 10 minutes long. And I was like, oh my gosh. Thank you. I'm glad I'm, because I just thought like, maybe I'm just being oversensitive, but some of the stuff that people were saying, I'm like, yes, you just shouldn't say something like that. And so then I just started listening to it and I was so grateful for it because it helped not only me heal, but it helped me realize that my husband and I weren't going to heal the same way or mourn the same way. And that was okay. Because at first I was really ticked off. Like, why isn't he so sad about this? But and I realized that we were just going through it different. So I was so grateful for it and probably listened to it every day for months because it was the only thing that like made me, made me feel normal because I was going, I wasn't the only one going through it. 
And then, so afterwards, we got a lot of questions like, are you guys going to start trying again? The doctor said, just wait until your levels get back to zero to start trying again. And at the time, like I was so much more fearful that this could happen again. Cause it like, it rocked my world. I was devastated that. So I was so scared that this could happen again. And I didn't know if I would be able to survive it. Like I was like, this is, this is too much. Like I really don't know if I could do this again. And that fear was so much higher than my desire to be a mom at for so long. Cause I was just like, I just can't go through this again. And then after a couple months, we decided, or I decided that I was ready. But then we both, my husband and I both had some job changes. So then you have to wait uh, until my insurance kicked in and all that lovely jazz. And so then it felt like, then it was the only thing I wanted again. So I was like, okay, now I want, now I'm ready for this. And you know, it's going to take forever to start trying. And then we finally got to start trying again. And we found out on New Year's Eve that I was pregnant again. And I had been testing for <laughs> like probably a week before that. I bought like the big testing strips off Amazon, like box of 50. And I was, I was ready. I was like, we are testing. I knew my exact ovulation day. I knew my temperature. Like I have been doing everything built up to this. And so I've been testing from like eight days past ovulation up until my positive on New Year's Eve, which was still, it was still like a faint positive, And I didn't know how I was going to feel about it like feel getting that positive again. And I just like had no fear. Like I wasn't scared at all, which really shocked me. I was just so excited and like wanted to make sure I was actually seeing the second line. And then, so then I tested every 48 hours, probably for a week straight to make sure that that got dark. And then I tested probably once or twice a week up until I was probably 13 or 14 weeks because it was, I just needed to know. And there were days where, you know, I wasn't having my morning sickness or I was, I had extra energy and I was like, did I lose it? Is it, is it gone? So I would just test and, um, it, everything stayed healthy. And now we have a little boy coming to us in September and yeah, we're really excited. Like it obviously very excited for that. And yeah, it was a great ending or not ending, but a great way to start trying again. Yeah. That's awesome. Isn't it funny <laughs> how uh, we, we take like a test at like 13 weeks and and you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I'm like, make ourselves feel better, but really it doesn't mean anything. It like, doesn't. Oh, I'm still pregnant, but yeah, I did it too. Yeah. There were days where like, it was because I didn't have my morning sickness right away. Yeah. Then, oh, then it's I such would a mind fuck. Uh-huh. And I would, I would get to my car and throw up and laugh because I was like, <laughs> yes. you just didn't eat anything yet, dingy. <laughs> <It's fine. laughs> but it was so hard. That first trimester was like... The most, like, it was so stressful. It was so hard. And 
in the like my right before my nine week appointment it was also like what would have been my due date for my angel mm-hmm. babe mm-hmm. so that day was like I had like the due date was on Tuesday I had my nine week on Thursday and then I broke out in hives from head to toe from either an antibiotic that they had put me on or hormonal they don't know but I was just covered in hives Oh, and no. it was like, yeah, it was the worst week ever. Only my boss knew that I was pregnant because I had like, cause I had been a six week appointment. I had my nine week appointment. Then I had my 12 week appointment. So my doctor was like, okay, we don't want this to happen again. So we're going to get you like ready to go right away. And then I had my blood draw right away. Like I had everything set up and ready to go. And so I had told her. And so she knew that I was I was just like so uncomfortable, covered in hives. It was the, I couldn't take the work off because everyone had training and it was like the worst day ever. And I just, well, and then you like, probably oh. stressed that your hives were going to do something to the pain. <laughs> I know. And I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh. I never had hives before. I found them the night before. And I'm like, talking to my husband, I was like, this, I don't know what's wrong. This is, this isn't okay. I'm covered. I, I don't know what this is. It, it was, oh my gosh. Yeah. It was such a stressful week. And then, <laughs> At our six-week appointment, my doctor was like, she was really excited for us and really happy, but she made a point to say, if, and which it stuck with me, my husband and I would just think it went right over his head because he was so excited. After we saw the heartbeat, he was like, she said, this is really good news, but don't share or share with people that you're willing to share the bad news with. And so I took that like, we're not telling anybody. Like this, yeah. is just, we're not telling anybody until because she said if anything, usually if anything happens, it's between six and nine weeks. So I'm gonna have you back in time at your nine week appointment. And I was like, oh my gosh! So then I spent the next three weeks just like a hot mess because <laughs> you don't know. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm like yeah. I never made it this far yet, so I didn't know like what to expect or what to do, and. So we just didn't tell anybody. And then at our nine week, baby was a week bigger than he should have been. So that was like, that's what I needed to hear because if baby was smaller, I would think I would have spiraled. Yeah, it would have been bad. (laughs) And then um, the heartbeat was great. Like everything was fine. And then it was like, it was crazy. It was crazy. It was a really rough first trimester. And then people, then when we finally tell people, they're like, well, are you enjoying your pregnancy? How's it going? And I'm like, no. (laughs) Yeah, no, not at all. And it was really hard because I had like told people, or I had told myself that if I get pregnant again and it's a healthy pregnancy, I'm going to love every second of this. I'm going to appreciate every second of this because I didn't get it the first time. I was dead wrong. Mm -hmm. I was... Like my anxiety was through the roof every single day. I like, like it was just, it was so and it's hard, hard to not, and it's hard to not enjoy it because you're so yeah. grateful for it. Yes. But then like, you're complaining about it and you're like, why am I complaining about this? Because it, you know, yeah. like, I fought so and, hard for this and it, it's, yeah. it's such a weird roller coaster. And then I got my morning sickness and like everyone was like, oh, that stinks. I was like, yeah, but I'm, I'm pretty grateful for it. Cause I think if I didn't have it, I would like spiral out of control. Cause I didn't get sick the first time. Yeah. And then I would say like, 
or people would ask like, oh, how's it going and stuff. And I would just say, oh, it's better than the first time. Or like, I'm experiencing this that I didn't get the first time. And these were like people who really didn't know about my miscarriage. But I felt like I needed to say that. Like that was just my way of responding to that this is like a healthy pregnancy, which I didn't have. Mm-hmm. And I, I never want to like disregard that first pregnancy of my angel babe. Like I feel yeah. like I have, like I have to be able to bring that up. But then ever you could tell, like, as soon as I said that people are like, Oh, Oh, that's good. Like they just like, it's such an awkward yeah. thing, but it's like, so awkward. <laughs> and I just like casually bring it up. Like it's no big deal because that's where I'm at. Like I feel so much better, not better about it, but like my angel baby is always going to be a part of my life, yeah. but I'm okay with acknowledging it because it did happen. And it was a big part of my life. And like, then our announcement was with our rainbow and that this was our rainbow babe. And then I had like, it was really funny because I had some responses like, oh, that's such a nice way to, like, they didn't understand what that meant. And you could tell that they didn't understand what the rainbow meant. Because <laughs> they were like, oh, that's such a beautiful way to <laughs> announce. And like, if only you knew. I mean, I didn't know what a rainbow baby was until I went through this. Like, no, I had no idea what that term meant. And so. I didn't until one of my very good friends, her sister had a miscarriage and then had her rainbow baby. And that was the only time, like, and that was probably the be like right before mine happened. And so I like knew what it was. But other than that, I didn't. That's why I was like, I, but then you find out what it is. And I was like, yes, this is my rainbow baby. Like, this is, this is the greatest thing in the whole entire world because it does, yeah. like, it's like such a life shattering thing. And then you get like, <laughs> you get your rainbow. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so excited for you. Okay. Yeah. I always ask at the end of every episode, if you have one piece mm-hmm. of advice for somebody in a similar situation, what would it be? I think it would be that one thing that helped me the most was knowing that my healing and grieving was going to come in waves. So like there were days where I felt fantastic and this never crossed the miscarriage, never crossed my mind or I was at peace with it. But then there are other days where I was just a mess and sad and just like, just sad. And to just know that and acknowledge that and what was really helpful for me was that I told my husband when I was having a rough day. So he didn't necessarily expect much out of me or just knew how to comfort me when I got home. Cause it was Sundays were harder than others and that's okay. It's just part of like your grieving process. And Mm so yeah, healing is going to come in waves. And then also that you and your partner are going to grieve different and that's also okay. Because it was before I heard that on one of your podcasts, I was, I would get so mad at him. I was like, why can he not, why is he not sad? Why does he not feel the same way I do? And it's just because we're different. We're just, we are processing it different and he is being my rock right now. And that's what our relationship needs. And so, yeah, I would say those two both really good pieces of advice. (laughs) Uh, If somebody wants to reach out to you, where could they do so? Um, On my Instagram. I'm mostly on there. Okay. Which I I think 
is we all link it so yeah okay don't you don't remember. need yeah you don't nobody like remembers there i'll link it don't worry about it um you guys you can find that in the description of this episode thank you so much for jumping on and sharing and feeling the pull to share it's gonna help so many people so we all really appreciate it yes thank you for your podcast and your platform to allow this to be more of something to be talked about yeah, well, I couldn't do it without you guys, and congrats. <laughs> I'm so excited to just kind of, like, keep up with your journey and see pictures of your rainbow baby. And best Yay. of luck. Yeah, keep me up to date. Yes, absolutely. All right, we'll chat soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with a friend who could find it useful or share it on your Instagram stories. Tag myself, tag my guest, so that we can personally thank you. This is a lamb fam, you guys. We're not in this alone. We're creating this ripple effect together.